Greetings in Jesus name. Welcome back to our Wednesday night service wherever you are, whichever part of the world you're tuning in from. We believe that the Lord's presence is right there next to you. He's going to minister to you, he's going to reveal himself to you. He is going to reveal who you are and what is your potential, what is your capacity. This morning if you are hungry enough, if you are desperate enough, it doesn't matter if you are listening to this at a later point. The Lord is waiting to encounter you. Whenever we receive the word of God, it carries the power to push us, to provoke us, to elevate us. And when we attend to the word of God and we receive the word of God with that in mind, with that in our spirit, with that hunger, with that desperation, we will never go back the same way that we approach the presence of God. This Sunday, it was a treat for us when our father sat down with his sons and uh, they were asking him about diligence. They were asking him about how we need to conduct ourselves during the course of this year. And the revelations that came out of that conversation was so many. I can't do a just job at recounting everything, but let me just uh, remind you one or two keys that our father gave us. He did mention how we fight our battles in multiple dimensions. And the reason we have to fight certain battles in the physical is because we haven't fought those battles in the spiritual dimension. Certain battles, if we would go ahead of the time, we would go ahead of when it is going to manifest in the physical. And if we can fight those battles in the spirit, in the spiritual dimension, then it will stop those battles to manifest in the physical. For me, that was a brilliant revelation, something that I need to do proactively in this season. And I believe that the Lord is releasing His church. The Lord is releasing His bride on an offensive mode. No more will we sit back down and be only defending ourselves when the enemy comes to attack. No, in my Father's word, He is releasing you on a hunting expedition. And you're going to locate everything the enemy is using. Sometimes it could be anxious thoughts. Sometimes it could be sinful habits. Either ways, we are going to come out of this season with dominion. We are going to create history with the way that we live, with the way that we fight our battles. Another thing that dad shared made a profound impact on my spirit. And it was the fact that you're not just a warrior. You're more than that. You are a Jesus lover. Because if we are only warriors, then winning is all that will count to us. Then having results and outcome is all that will count for us. And that is what happened to the warriors that were following David. They were warriors only, not lovers of God like David himself was. But the Lord is not just calling us to be warriors. He is calling us to be warriors and Jesus lovers at the same time. And that is why we are not going to be result-oriented. Will we see results? Yes. Will we see dominion? Yes. But 
our focus is not on the dominion our focus is on being diligent and being consistent in our love for Jesus in our dedication to his feet that we would make sure there is nothing left in our hearts in our minds that stands as a stumbling block that stands as a major hindrance that stands as a foothold for the enemy to continue to play with us to distract us to deviate us from the goal from the destiny that god has called us for this year so the lord is looking for a people that have diligence because the hands of the diligent they are going to have dominion they are going to rule they are going to bring forth results this morning we are embarking on this journey to rediscover ourselves we are not reading god's word only to get instructions as to what to do we are reading god's word because the bible says that his word is a mirror when we look at the word of god we are looking at ourselves now many of us when we look at ourselves all that we can see is our lack our faults our failures the areas where we haven't lived up to god's word and yet we don't see that when the word says this is who you are that is our potential that is our ability that is what god has deposited on the inside of us when god made adam and eve the bible says that he made them in his very own image and in his own likeness and now god gave them the commandment to be fruitful to multiply and to have dominion over the beast of the field the birds of the air and the fish in the sea and god expected them to exercise that dominion because they were in the image and the likeness of god and yet when the enemy came the enemy made them doubt if they are truly created in the image of god the enemy made them feel inferior the enemy told them that there is a lot of things that are lacking in you for which now you need to eat this fruit now you need to listen to me now you need to submit to me so that you can get what you're lacking and this morning i am just declaring this over you and when we read the word of god we will see ourselves the way we truly are when our father reached out to me uh, about the book of ephesians he had heard from the lord that the lord is going to redefine our identity in this season that our identity will be reestablished for some of us it may be a fresh reminder for some of us it may be a revelation for some of us it will be that final nail in the coffin uh, so that the old man can be buried for good so that we don't go back into believing the same thing about ourselves anymore either ways we are all in this to rediscover who we are we are not studying god's word to just get a list of do's and don'ts is there instructions in god's word absolutely but we are not in here to just take religious advice and to go back to 
uh, our routines no we are here to see ourselves the way that god sees us so with that in mind let's begin to read the book of ephesians this is a letter written by apostle paul and is writing to a church that he has established this is a church that he planted if you read in the book of acts you will see the history of how he planted this church and when he planted this church and what conspired around the planting of this church this was one of the strongest churches that apostle paul had planted and he was very proud of the inheritance that he had left behind in fact when he would write to several churches in the new testament he was very harsh with many of the other churches and he had to be very blunt in the way that he would correct them and yet when he is writing to the church at ephesus he had very little to criticize them about he had very little to uh, talk down to them like they are children whereas the other churches he would write to them and saying hey i can't give you meat because you're still behaving like children but to the church at ephesus he gave them meat he gave them solid food he explained to them who they really are in the spirit i believe that our father was very prophetic when he asked us to start studying the book of ephesians i'm sure that you know by now that nothing in this ministry is by accident we've reached a certain level now in the spirit now for us to sustain what we are doing to sustain where we are and to continue to grow and go to the next level we need to see ourselves the way that god sees us and that is the reason why we are entering into the book of ephesians to try and understand our lives from god's eyes let's begin reading we'll try to take as many scriptures as possible and uh, we'll study together whether you're watching us live or you're watching us at a later point make sure to leave your revelations to leave what you're learning in the comments we can all learn from one another if there's something that i miss please make sure to pick it up and share ashwell it'll be exciting to read them and to grow together this is the book of ephesians chapter 1 and verse 1 paul he's introducing himself he says this letter is from paul chosen by the will of god to be an apostle of christ jesus i am writing to god's holy people in ephesus who are faithful followers of christ jesus may god our father and the lord jesus christ give you grace and may he give you peace this is the way he introduces himself this is how he is greeting the church he says this letter is not coming from the table of a great intellectual this letter is not coming from somebody who has studied the word back and forth this letter is not coming from somebody who is a great evangelist or who is a great preacher no this letter is not coming from a human being it is coming from somebody who has been chosen by the will of god to be an apostle 
of Christ Jesus now a lot of denominations will in fact argue this fact because they'll say Paul was not supposed to be in the 12 disciples Paul was never supposed to be an apostle Paul was not supposed to be the the closest to Jesus in fact one of the criterias in the book of acts if you read acts chapter 1 when they were trying to replace the place of judas one of the criterias was that they wanted to find a man who followed jesus from the days of john the baptist and was there with him all the way unto the resurrection and paul could have never met that criteria paul couldn't have been there for that long paul was too young in fact at one point paul himself says it's like i was born at the wrong time so in all natural permutations and combinations paul shouldn't be called as one of the apostles of christ jesus and everybody would look down on him because of his past because of all the murderous things he has done because of all the cheating and the lying that he has done because of how he has twisted god's word for his own advantage in the past because of all the hurtful things he has done in the name of religious zeal and today paul is writing to a church that he's planted that he's speaking to that he's leading in the lord and paul says i am writing to you not by my own will i am writing to you not because i am qualified i am writing to you not because i am anointed i am writing to you because i have been chosen by the will of god to be an apostle of christ jesus now in the natural there are several things that are impossible for me there are several things that don't line up for me in the natural but i know what is the will of god concerning my life and when i know that this is what god has said and what god has decreed i am not going to stand up and begin to uh, tell god how i am unqualified of what i can't do for him of how i cannot serve him you know moses made that mistake when god asked him to go and uh, bring the people of israel out of egypt moses made that mistake of arguing with god saying i don't think i can do this i i can't speak well enough i'm not anointed enough i'm not prayerful enough i am not holy enough the bible says god he was upset with moses because moses was constantly telling god what he cannot do when god was the one who was choosing him in fact it was not god's will to choose aaron it was not god's plan in the first place god's plan for the redemption of israel was moses but it was moses's objections his unbelief his distrust in the will of god for his life that made sure that the calling will get split into two see moses was supposed to be the king and the priest you understand when i say the king i mean he was supposed to be the leader the governor the uh, judge whatever you want to call it to the nation of israel where he will make sure the organizational aspects of the nation are functioning in a very smooth manner 
but he was also supposed to be the priest where he could now minister to the lord where he could now sit in the presence of god and take the petition of the people before god and do all the sacrifices and everything necessary moses was supposed to be the high priest and moses was supposed to be the king of this nation and yet because moses said i can't do this the king and the priest it got divided the king it remained in the hands of moses but god had to entrust the priestly responsibilities to another man aaron although aaron was not qualified for it in fact because aaron's heart was in the wrong place you would see that he led the people of israel into several sins so many times god told moses i can just wipe down this entire community and let me just choose you moses let me make you into a nation because you're the man that i like you're the man that i can walk with you're the man that i would like to see leading and serving my people so you and your family that's all that i need chuck the remaining uh, city the nation the family of abraham let's chuck them out and let me make you a great nation and the pastor in moses he said no 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 i i would like to see the nation of israel being preserved see this is where we fail to understand the will of god for our lives now i'm not saying that moses was perfect i'm not saying that moses had no uh, faults in him i'm not saying that moses was worthy to be chosen by god to be the king and the priest i'm just saying this was the will of god last sunday as our father was speaking about how he is chosen by god i don't know how many of you noticed this but dad didn't say i have prayed enough to do what i am doing today i have paid a price to reach where i have reached today he 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 didn't say any of that he said this was the will of god concerning my life i don't know what i have done to deserve it but this is god's choice i can't boast about it but i do know that god has chosen me when you and i when we come to that revelation of who we are and what is the will of god concerning my life we will stop belittling ourselves now see i'm not saying that we don't have practical issues or challenges it is very possible that like moses you and i we don't have what it takes to talk properly <laughs> like moses you and i we may not have what it takes to be a great orator we may not have the commanding leadership capabilities and the charisma we may have all those things not working for us and yet when we trust in our abilities over the will of god i'm telling you we've already missed the mark there and this morning the lord is bringing you back to your original identity if you don't mind me being personal about myself over here can i just tell you what i do when i see that there is a practical block when i see that there are areas which are closed areas that are shut areas where things don't make sense to me i just remember and acknowledge and confess the fact that 
my father has gone ahead of me and because he has gone ahead of me i have an inheritance through him to make sure that all these doors will have to open up for me all these areas that are shut that are closed that don't look like it is going to produce fruit or results to me ah by inheritance i have to have to be able to walk through them my belief in my sonship my belief in the will of god for me to be a son to prophet shaiju that belief is stronger than my natural understanding that there is a closed door ahead of me and if my father can walk through this closed door then i can walk through this closed door too see you know we can all look at apostle peter and make fun of him for trying to walk on the water but you know what was his inspiration when he tried to walk on the water he said if jesus my master my rabbi if he can walk on this water then i don't care what my background is i don't care uh, if i have prayed enough or not i don't care if i have enough faith or not if jesus can walk on the water then i'm going to follow him i'm going to try walking on the same water where he has walked and the story records that jesus didn't rebuke him jesus was an upset with him saying how dare you ask for this how dare you even desire this peter now in all honesty i don't think that peter had his theology correct and his heart in the right place his mind focused that he did it for the right reason but the fact that peter asked can i follow you on the same waters that you're walking can i walk through those closed doors that you have walked through can i walk into those storms that you have faced and have the same authority over those storms that you have man i admire that and i i believe that it is my inheritance when i see my father has gone ahead of me when i see that god has given me a father god has given me a leader i can by his will expose myself to the storms expose myself to walking on the water expose myself to challenging and difficult situations and i know that i will come out victorious i know that i will come out of this as more than a conqueror church our belief in the will of god our belief in who god has called us to be our belief and our trust in how god has shaped our identity and our dna what he has deposited on the inside of us that has to become stronger and stronger and stronger last sunday our prophet said something very deep he said you don't need me and when he said you don't need me he didn't mean to say that you don't have to listen to me anymore or you don't have to tune in to the services anymore what he meant is that i have already paved a way for you now if you can walk in the way that i have already taught you you will have the victories you will have the breakthroughs you will have the blessings you will have the dominion that i have already experienced the encounters that i have already experienced 
the intimacies that I have already enjoyed. You will have it. I have already been a trailblazer. I have been the one making a path for you. Now, the wise, they will say, yes, master, if you have walked on the water, then I'm ready to walk after you. I'm willing, I'm excited because I believe this is God's will for my life. If you're alert and awake, can I give you a key here? One of the primary reasons why we fail in certain areas of our life, certain areas of our walk with God, is because we don't believe that this is God's will for me. We don't trust that this is God's will for me. We doubt whether God really ordained this for me. We question what God has already said in His word. We keep second-guessing our choices and our decisions. Did I marry the right person? Am I in the right church? Is it really God's will for me to serve Him full-time? Is it really the heart of God that I should give one-tenth? Is this business really in the will of God for my life? We keep asking these questions about things that God has spoken about multiple times. And every time we doubt it, every time we question it, every time we are skeptical about the will of God, it loses the ability and the power to now become a blessing to you. Now, when you do that will of God, you are going to feel a burden. Now it's a drudgery. Now it is hard for you because now your faith is not the driving factor. The enemy has been successful in planting seeds of doubt, seeds of failure, seeds of fear, seeds of rebellion, dishonesty, disloyalty in your spirit by making you doubt if it was God's will for you to do this. And whatever you don't do in faith, whatever you do with doubt, whatever you do with all these thoughts and fears that are crippling that faith, the Bible calls it a sin. Please read with me Romans chapter 14 and verse 23. It says, But whoever has doubts, he is condemned if he eats. Because eating, because the eating that he is doing is not from faith. There is doubts in his head. And now when he eats a certain kind of food, that is not being done in faith. Then he goes on to say this phenomenal statement. He says, For whatever does not proceed from faith is sin. Whatever does not proceed from faith is sin. Whatever does not proceed from faith is sin. Come on, my young people, where are you today? Are you listening to me? When you make your career choices, do you make those choices in faith? When you make your choice about who you're going to get married to, are you making those choices in faith? When you make your decisions about where you will live, where you will settle down, are you making those choices driven by faith? 
or are there so many doubts that are now crippling and making you question the will of God for your life that are making you question the heart of God the mind of God for you but if you and I if we will come to God's presence tonight and if we will allow the diligence on the inside of us to take over our choices and our decisions and we are saying i know who i am i know that i cannot fail i may have a lot of ups and downs but i cannot fail god's love for me is too much too big too great for me to fail there may be moments in my life where i have made horrible mistakes but i just cannot fail i am chosen by the will of god i am chosen by the plan of god i am chosen by the hand of god i am chosen by the foreknowledge of god i want you to understand what foreknowledge is it's a knowledge of everything that is about to take place in his foreknowledge god chooses knowing your weaknesses knowing your struggles knowing your failures knowing your stumbling blocks knowing your temptations knowing all those things in your life that are going to cause you to be weak or limited or challenged the bible says god still chose you and apostle paul he is very arrogant in his faith like our father sometimes would declare this about himself he was very arrogant apostle paul in the right way he says i know who i am i know that it is by the will of god that i have been chosen to be an apostle of christ jesus see in the will of man in the plan of man in the physical circumstances in the time of my birth in the way that history turned out in my day and age it doesn't look like i'm one of the apostles of christ jesus but in the will of god there is absolutely nothing that can fight me when i know what is in the will of god for my life church are you listening to me today it is god's will for you to be successful it is god's will for you to be healed don't let anybody confuse you about these things Don't let anybody tell you that hey God just wants you to be blessed spiritually and not physically. The enemy is trying to confuse the church today in saying that hey your 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 physical is not important it's only your spiritual blessings that are important. And in doing so we become so crippled in our physical world that now we don't have the capacity to carry the spiritual blessings. God can give us a lot of spiritual blessings but if the vessel that is holding the spiritual blessings is broken it is totally shattered it is broke it is not functioning correctly then how can you carry that spiritual blessing that God wants to give you now you're not going to be able to be a blessing to the people around you you're not going to be able to really bless nations if your life itself is broken your physical world is broken that's why i'm telling you don't believe the lies of the enemy today when they tell you poverty is also 
okay. When they tell you that sickness is also okay. When they tell you it's okay for us to tolerate a little sin. No, don't believe that. We have to be a church that believes, no, it is the will of God for me to be free. It is the will of God for me to be prosperous. It is the will of God for me to be whole and healed. It is the will of God for me to be the head and not the tail. Church, if we can be convinced about the will of God, and when you are doing whatever you're doing because you're driven by that faith, then it is not a sin. Then it is going to be a blessing. But if you're going to be constantly doubting and second-guessing everything that the man of God is teaching you, everything that God is trying to minister to you, everything that you've been learning in this season, no matter how hard you try to imitate what everybody else is doing, it is not going to be useful to you. Because the Bible says, if something does not proceed from faith, then that thing is sinful. Then that thing is not good enough then that thing is not going to be a blessing. So this morning, the Lord is restoring your faith. Come on, speak in tongues with me for a quick minute. Father, we receive that impartation of arrogant faith, the kind of arrogant faith that Apostle Paul had, the kind of arrogant faith that my father in the Lord has, the kind of arrogant faith that our prophet to the nations have, we receive that impartation of that arrogant faith, the kind of faith that knows and trusts the will of God, the kind of faith that is not going to doubt or question, Lord, the kind of faith that is going to say, here I am, be it unto me, according to your word. Be it unto me according to your plans. Be it unto me according to your will. Be it unto me according to your desire. Holy Spirit, take over your children this morning. Take over your children this evening. Take over their fears. Every second guessing, every doubt, everything that is coming as a stumbling block, everything that is stopping them from entering into the fullest potential that God has given them. Oh, I declare a full stop to it right now in Jesus' name. Yes, yes. Yes, Holy Spirit. Wow. Can you take a deep breath in? Because there is a freshness that has just come upon you. There is a newness that has come upon your spirit. There are certain things that you believed to be true about yourself. Certain bondages, certain things that you thought is going to be part of your life is going to never leave you. The Lord is revealing the truth to you right now. The Lord is exposing those lies of the enemy. Just yield to what God is saying. Yeah, your faith is being strengthened. Your heart is being strengthened. 
your mind is being strengthened thank you holy spirit let us stay in this spirit as we continue to read the next couple of scriptures the next line in verse 1 says i i am writing to god's holy people in ephesus they are the faithful followers of christ jesus they are the ones they are the ones that are intentional in going after jesus they are not perfect they are not blameless 100% they have their ups and downs they have their weaknesses but the lord calls them a holy people the lord calls them a people that are set apart the lord calls them a generation that are a royal priesthood a chosen generation paul he is writing under the inspiration of the holy spirit and he says you are the holy people you are the people of god that are holy that are sanctified that are purified that are precious in god's sight now please understand the giver of this message and the receiver of this message both are equally flawed they have their areas which is not perfect you know apostle paul would write to the church at corinth in saying you know what <laughs> i have this thorn in my flesh so it's not like apostle paul's life was perfect there was no challenges no issues whatsoever no he had his own challenges and yet he says i'm writing because this is the will of god for me to be an apostle to you guys and then he writes to the church and he says you guys you are the holy people of god you are the precious sanctified people of god the one thing that you've done right is that you've been faithful in your following of christ jesus you've been consistent in your following of christ jesus you've been diligent followers of jesus you've been a community that have not stopped even after the daily services stopped even after there is no daily teaching of god's word even though there is nobody inspiring you constantly to pray you are still on point you're still pursuing you're still pushing yourself into that place of deep intimacy and deep pursuit of god's presence and the lord looks at that and says guess what i like that i like your diligence i like my faithful followers i like the ones that are faithful the lord is not just looking for fruitfulness the lord is looking for faithfulness fruitfulness it impresses all of us fruitfulness it gets us a lot of applause fruitfulness can be measured externally but faithfulness it, nobody checks your faithfulness faithfulness is a state of your heart faithfulness can't be measured externally faithfulness doesn't necessarily get you applause faithfulness doesn't necessarily bring you extra benefits faithfulness is not something that people run after but that is where the lord has planted us this year he said that our dna 
is to be a diligent people and faithfulness is a byproduct of diligence if we are going to be diligent then faithfulness is going to come natural to us i like what our father said diligence is not just going to be a value that we hold on to it's going to be part of our dna we are going to live as diligent people diligence is not something we will do diligent is who we will become who we are and the lord is looking at such people and he's saying i'm pleased with you i am enjoying how you come into my presence day after day when nobody's watching i am enjoying seeing your faithfulness to me when nobody's celebrating you i'm enjoying seeing how you've been true to your promises to your covenant even when nobody is keeping account of it i enjoy seeing your faithfulness friends can we pursue faithfulness in this season this is the potential of where the lord is taking us we can look at it two ways the first is to beat ourselves up for all those areas where we've not been faithful or the second is to understand the lord has put inside of us the ability to be faithful when you read the fruit of the holy spirit the bible says in galatians chapter 5 verse 16 onwards he says when you're filled in the holy spirit you will bear fruit in the holy spirit you will bear results that will show the characteristics of the holy spirit when you're led by the spirit of god you will not walk in the ways of flesh when you're walking with the holy spirit you will no longer be pleasing the flesh and one of the characteristics of the fruit of the spirit is faithfulness in galatians chapter 5 verse 22 and 23 paul would list them out in saying the fruit of the spirit is love joy peace patience kindness goodness gentleness faithfulness and self control so faithfulness is a fruit of the holy spirit the more we are filled in the holy spirit naturally you and i we are going to have faithfulness faithfulness to the lord is now going to reflect in our faithfulness to people around us it is going to reflect in our faithfulness in our church faithfulness with our finances faithfulness in our marriage faithfulness in our relationships faithfulness at our work faithfulness in every domain that the lord has entrusted into our lives when he comes back he's not coming back to just count how many people you've won to the lord he's going to come looking for good and faithful servants not just rich servants but faithful servants can we pursue faithfulness can we desire for this faithfulness to be our trademark that when the enemy looks at us he will not find one inch of himself in us do you know the result of lucifer's rebellion in heaven was unfaithfulness there were so many angels in heaven and one third of them followed lucifer 
to leave their faithfulness to God the Father, to Jesus and to the Holy Spirit and left heaven along with Lucifer. They were thrown down from heaven along with Lucifer. Why? Because the rebellion against the authority produced unfaithfulness in their heart. It produced disloyalty in their heart. And when the enemy looks at us, that is the characteristic he shouldn't find in us. Unfaithfulness is a trait of Satan. That's what he produced when he rebelled against God. That is something that cannot be found in the church. Not unfaithfulness to God, not unfaithfulness in any of the relationships that he has entrusted us. Church, this morning, he is giving us the grace to be found faithful in Christ Jesus. To be found as faithful followers of Christ Jesus. To be found people that overflow in that faithfulness when the Lord looks at us. Are you receiving this grace? Paul is writing to the church at Ephesus and he says, I'm writing not to ordinary people, not to Christians, not just to believers, but I'm writing to God's holy people in Ephesus. He was very clear. He was not writing to baby Christians. He was writing to God's holy people. Why? Because they had understood what it means to be faithful followers of Jesus. What you see Paul doing here is laying a framework, doing the groundwork, making sure that his people know who he is addressing to. He is making sure his audience knows who he is. He is making sure they know their identity before he begins to give them understanding and revelation and instructions from heaven. The rest of this book is going to be packed with information that is going to trigger the church, that is going to provoke them into deeper understanding. And yet, it couldn't come till the time the church didn't know who they are, till the time the church didn't value Apostle Paul for who he is. The next verse in verse 2, he says, Now may God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, may He give you grace and peace. Apostle Paul was not just releasing this to the church at Ephesus, but to each and every one of us who is going to be reading this book and partaking of the grace upon this book. There is grace and there is peace that is flooding your home right now. You are not without help. You are not without strength. You are not without resources and energy. You have to stop confessing those lies that you can't take it anymore, that you can't do this anymore, that you have reached the end of the line. No, there are certain things that you have unlimited grace for. There are certain things that you have unlimited peace for. The question really is whether this is God's will for me. If it is God's will for me, then there is grace that is available for me to do this. There is peace that is available for me to do this. It could be your marriage. It could be your business, your finances. 
your education or your issues with relationships whatever you put your hand in you you find a struggle everywhere and if you believe that this is from the lord and the lord has entrusted this into your hands then you cannot give up why because you have grace and you have peace it is not going to come to you at a later point it has already been given to you the fact that god has given you peace doesn't mean that you will not have tribulation doesn't mean that you will not have trouble doesn't mean that you will not have ups and downs in your circumstances our dad taught us this at the beginning of this year that the peace that jesus gives is a peace that will help you in the midst of the tribulation in the midst of your trouble times this is the peace that will keep you still this is a peace that will keep you focused this is a peace that will keep your eyes fixed on jesus in the midst of the wind and the waves you will have peace please stop confessing the lies of the enemy you have not reached the dead end you have not reached the drop point no there is so much more that you have on the inside of you there is so many more ideas that the lord has placed in your spirit there are so many more resources that you are going to produce you still have children in your loins that you need to give birth to you still have resources that you have yet not discovered so please stop confessing the lies of the enemy this is not the end we know how the man of god prophet elijah he came to a place where he began to confess the lies of the enemy he said this is it i need to die i want to die i don't think that anybody else serves god the way that i do i don't think there is any point to all of this i don't think that anything good is going to come out of all of my serving my sacrificing and he just wanted to give up but was his work really over was his anointing already extinguished was his assignment completed no it wasn't in fact the lord had to anoint three different people to take over the assignment that elijah was doing single handedly and that is the grace that was upon him and if he would have just received he would have just received if he would have just yielded church the problem is not that god has not given us grace and peace the problem is that we are unable to receive we are unable to yield we are unwilling to surrender so this morning i am just inviting us to a place of surrender why would paul again and again continue to remind the church there is grace given to you there is peace given to you you know if i have given you a gift and i have to constantly keep reminding you that i have given you a gift at some point it stops being pleasant you know you don't want to keep hearing about the same thing again and again and again unless i haven't opened the gift yet and i haven't discovered what is available for me what is in store for me in this gift and if the giver has seen that you have not yet discovered it 
the giver is going to constantly nag you constantly remind you constantly update you yeah you have a gift waiting for you on the porch you have a gift in your bedroom you have a gift at your table have you opened it yet have you started using it yet how is it working out for you is it helping you he wants to have an update but when you've taken it casually and you've taken it like one of the other many things that you have in your house the responsibility is on the giver to constantly remind you that there is something special waiting for you if only you would unpack this if only you would just say yes to this you are going to soar you're going to enjoy you are going to have it easy we can live this life without god's grace it is going to be a lot more harder we can serve god without the peace that he is offering us this morning but it's going to be a whole lot more challenging but if we are willing to yield if we are willing to surrender i'll read it one more time ephesians chapter 1 and verse 2 may god our father and the lord jesus christ may he give you grace and may he give you peace you have grace and you have peace let's pray together father we thank you for your word your word says that we have to trust in your will your word says that we should not do anything with doubt and whatever we do without faith it ends up in a sinful lifestyle and this morning this evening this afternoon we surrender and we say yes to your will we say be it unto me according to your plan if you have desired to make me a warrior and make me a lover of god i yield to that desire lord i yield to that will of god i yield to the plan of god and i don't care how many people have written me off i don't care what my past is i don't care what my present situations are i am who god says i am and i will be victorious at every step lord we trust you lord we trust your plans for our lives thank you lord for revealing to us how much grace and peace is available for us if we would just unpack those gifts if we will just discover rediscover and keep on discovering the true possibilities of what is capable of what we are capable of when we trust in you we just want to thank you daddy our father and our lord jesus we thank you for the grace and the peace that is given to us grace to remain faithful grace to remain holy peace to follow jesus peace to pursue purity father we just acknowledge your goodness over our lives and we surrender ourselves a hundred percent into your hands and right now standing in the shadow of my father i declare the healing hand of god to flood every home every listener every heart that is yielding to this grace let there be healing that will manifest in the physical bodies let there be healing that will manifest in their sleep cycles let there be healing that will manifest in their 
hormonal levels right now in Jesus name healing that will manifest even with blood sugar levels and blood pressure levels in Jesus name everything that has to be normalized every area of your children's life where they need to experience peace and where grace is being delivered to them let there be a manifestation of that healing lord we thank you that there are some battles that we can fight in the spirit so that we don't have to fight it in the physical so we stand in the gap for your dear children and we speak healing let this healing manifest for your children wherever they are as a sign as a symbol that you are healing their heart that you're restoring some things deep in their heart that that lost faithfulness has come back that that loyalty has been restored that identity has been renewed tonight we believe lord that what you say you have done it we thank you for this supernatural peace in jesus mighty name we pray amen may the presence of our yahweh shalom may he fill you may he lead you may he guide you over the rest of this week we'll see you again on sunday it is going to be exciting we are climbing great heights we are rediscovering what it means to be diligent in our walk with god diligent in understanding the ways of god diligent in fighting battles that are assigned to us and taking back everything the enemy stole from us we thank god for our voice we thank god for the leaders the pastors the church the stream where he has planted us and one of the best ways you can show off your love for this stream is by inviting someone else to be part of this stream to partake of the word along with you spread the word on social media let your friends know let your families know that the lord is moving and this is the hour this is the time this is the season when we climb great heights thank you for tuning in let us take the remaining time to worship to give god praise and even spend time praying in your homes just meditate on everything that we have read and we have discussed tonight let it become rema let it become a revelation to you let it become personal to you write down the things that the lord is speaking to you during this time don't get lost keep engaging with the presence of god and we will see you again next week and we have some exciting things to rediscover and learn about ourselves and about our lord jesus and what he has made available for us what he has deposited inside of us so i'll see you next wednesday and let's look forward to this sunday service thank you god bless you shalom